0: PPG and Breakthrough Academy. Hello and welcome to the Pain Points Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today we are joined by Don Sipley of Sipley the Best. Don, thanks for joining us on the Pain Points Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Christian.
0: Yeah. So Don, um, let's talk a little bit about your history. You are, um, well, I'll, I'll just let you go ahead and explain it, um, what, what you do. I know you're in uh, human resources and recruitment, but uh, what's your specific job title and what you do?
1: Yeah. So about two and a half years ago, I started my own HR consulting firm specializing in recruitment training for companies. I've been in HR about 20 years. 12 of those were specifically spent in the staffing industry where I had ownership of two different staffing companies during that okay. time. And what I really found was, one, I had a heart for small business owners, which you know drove my business partner crazy because he wanted me to go after big industry, you know, enterprise business. And two, um, small business owners couldn't afford staffing services. They couldn't afford an HR director. They didn't have the time to study HR the way that they really needed to. And I always enjoyed Educating them on how to do it better, which people thought I was crazy for doing it because they're like, well, won't they not need you anymore? And I'm like, well, I mean, if they're better off for that, then then so be it. So that's kind of how Simply the Best was born. So we are a recruitment training, HR consulting um, company that can work fractionally um, for small business owners, assisting them with all their HR needs. And on the other side of the coin, um, I love working with job seekers. It's just God has placed this um, empathy in my heart for the job seeking process. It is brutal. I've been on the other side of the table. I had a period of time where employment was a real challenge for my husband and I back in the recession. And I, I right. very strongly remember what that looks like. And, and just having done thousands of interviews. Um, and negotiated millions of dollars of salary over the last twenty years. Um, I see a lot of ways people can do it so much better and get more money, be more satisfied with the job that they've selected. So we kind of work both sides of the fence. So it's it's really fun for me. I've I've enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Yeah. No. That sounds uh sounds like a a definite uh, interesting path, and um it, it just. Like you said, it exemplifies uh, your passion, your heart, mm-hmm. um, and and being able to play both sides of those, um, yeah. it gives you balance, right? It does um, to where you can uh, empathize with the business owners mm-hmm. and also with the employees, which puts you in a unique position that you're much more able to find better matches. Exactly. For,
1: for exactly. People. Keeps you really up to date on trends and things like that, too, because you're constantly talking to the other side. So you you don't need um, to Google the answers. You feel it in the everyday market, you know, so it's it's fun.
0: Nice. Nice. So what areas do you um, serve services?
1: Our typical client is going to be a client that has less than 50 employees. Mm -hmm. They really have enough um, people that they've got problems, but they don't have enough profit to be able to afford that high-level HR director-like person. Um, But even with 15, 20, 30 employees, you're really starting to run into some big um, issues. It's not a mom-and-pop shop anymore, and you really got to have those employee handbooks in place. You got to have those strategic hiring funnels in place. You can't wait for a hiring need to arise for your recruitment process to start as, as a responsible business owner, you should always be in some form of recruitment mode. And that's what we, that's what we kind of teach. So can you
0: explain a little bit the difference in your professional opinion between hiring and recruiting? When should, when should each be done? Are those words interchangeable? Um, kind of go down that.
1: Yeah, to me, they're not hiring is an event. Um, that's something that you do. Recruitment is is a, a lifestyle. is is an ongoing process. So you are always looking at who are your who are your customers, who are your vendors, who are your competition's employees. Um, who's in alignment with my vision on what my company wants to be with and who do I want to rub shoulders with at the end of the day. I don't know about you, but work is hard. And yeah. I want to be in the trenches with soldiers that I love and respect and would and would go to the hill for. So yeah. um, those that doesn't happen in what I call the old post and pray thing. Oh, people are so hard to find. They can't find. Well, tell me about your recruitment strategy. Well, we posted the ads. No one's applying. Yeah. <laughs> it's posting and praying. You know, that's yeah. not active recruitment. That's not headhunting. That's not um, really optimizing and knowing what your messaging is as an employer. Uh, because employees now more than ever are researching their employers before they even say yes to a job interview. Um, so you have to be putting stuff out there and, and stand apart. Um, From your competition and have a real reason why they should choose you over, you know, your competition that might be bigger, better, faster, paying more, you know, so what's your competitive advantage?
0: Right. So where, where are these employees? Where are they going to to search companies? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, they're going to start with the people that they know, like, and trust, right? The best employees don't shout that their boss is a jerk from the rooftops on social media. They're talking to their pastor, they're talking to their inner circle, to their small group friends, and they're saying something happened and I'm kind of uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. The best employees aren't loud and boisterous and abruptly quitting. Um, They're seeking wise Mm -hmm. counsel before they go. And so what I like to be at Simply the Best is a resource for those optimal people um, that are seeking that wise counsel, considering a change, but not really wanting to just fling the resume out there on the web. So just being connected to the community and sharing people that you're always looking for an introduction to a possible employee, whether you're hiring or not. I can't tell you how many times I've hired someone a year and a half after I met them. Sometimes it's just not the right season, but man, God just had so much more than that person ever imagined for their life. So yeah. always being recruiting, always being willing to have a conversation to meet an exceptional person, you'll be amazed at how your lives will end up crossing when when the timing's right.
0: Right, for sure. Um, it, so it sounds like the, the job seekers that you're referring to, uh,
1: would you consider them A-players? Oh, 100%. You know, the the ones that, that are thoughtful before making um, rash decisions are are the ones that have empathy, the ones that have professionalism, because we're all going to have bad days at work, right? right? I mean, I love my job, and sometimes I just go, what am I doing here? And, and I have a passion for what I do. So yeah. on those hard days when you've ticked off your employees, what are the, what's their reaction going to be? Is it going to be to ask for prayer and wise counsel from people that they respect and are ahead of them professionally or maybe they're talking to someone like me, saying, "Hey, what, you know, what do I do?" And I go, "Well, let's talk through it." And then I go, "You know what? You don't have it that bad, sweetie." Like just sometimes right. it's hard, and maybe if you respond this way, it'll get a better reaction out of the situation. So those those folks are the ones that you really want to attract, not the ones that have long term employment, not the ones that are job hoppy, not the ones that always have their resume out on the job boards. You know, you want your employees to be happy enough that they're not open to other conversations. You know, sometimes I talk to people right. and they're like, Well, You know, just something came up and I wasn't really looking, but you know what? God doesn't lead people who are sold out to to open doors. You know, those doors are closed and there's no amount of wooing or money that can take a person. Um, If you're sold out for the mission um, and you believe in what your leader is doing at the organization and the impact that you have through how you serve with your organization – then no one's going to, no one's going to offer you more to, to take you
2: away. I'm Prithvi Barkiani and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field-ready faster with PCA's Painter Training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to Painter Training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment, and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to slash training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Greco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so/slash Bear Pro sweepstakes to enter now.
0: Right. No, that that's amazing because I think a lot of times when uh, companies are only hiring, Uh, They are posting on the job boards, they are posting um, Craigslist and and Facebook Marketplace and and all those different things. Um, And then they're wondering either A, why nobody's looking at the the post which is an internal thing, um, but B, they're saying there's no good people out there because the people who are looking at those things aren't the people that you're describing right now, right? Correct.
1: Correct. So, not the people no. that, you know, job boards are a necessary evil. They are a part of the recruitment process. We certainly utilize them. But if you're going to ask me the highest and best form of recruitment, it's that word of mouth. It's the who you know, not what you know kind of thing. Right. So you can certainly find great candidates on boards as long as you have, you know, you should always have a solid recruitment plan and, and screening strategy to where you're catching them along the way. And you want to have a lot of options, right? There's power in options, not just taking the one best candidate. The best thing to do at the end of the day is lose a little bit of sleep over the two great candidates that you have to consider that could both just do the job with their eyes closed. That's the most powerful position to be in as a business owner.
0: Yeah, definitely having those options. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the words recruitment plan. So let's just walk through a scenario. I, um, I get a lead, I go mm-hmm. out to the job. It turns out to be um, a, the biggest job that I've had for the year, um, as far as like projects go. I sell that job at 3 p.m., and then at 5 p.m., I'm on the job boards uh, posting that I need help to finish this job or to start this job. Is right. that a recruitment plan?
1: No, no, that's a okay. recruitment reaction. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So and then you kind of then, walk through then, the basic
0: points of the Right. Well,
1: rate? then you end up calling a staffing company because you waited to the 11th hour and you're going to pay, right. you know, 60% markup fees based on the hourly rate for no less than three months. Usually the contract time could be as much as, as six months. So you're going to wow. cost yourself money. You're not going to really have an established relationship with a brand new person that you're taking to the most important job of your company's existence. So that's opens up some liability because let me tell you, humans will do quirky things. I <laughs> I've got stories of of, you know, landscapers peeing in bushes and <laughs> going into wrong rooms and, you know, and oh, you don't no. you don't want that kind of stuff happening when they're wearing your logo on your shirt. So no definitely, you know, that growth period of time can be a dangerous time to hire because you're already hyper-stimulated. You're already pushing the limits of what your company can do. So if you can hire ahead of those types of situations, and get well acclimated people on board and always be cross training. That's what recruitment plans are is looking um at where your holes of skill set are, making sure that no one person holds the key to very important things because you will okay. find those employees will hold you hostage either financially or let me tell you, emotionally and stuff too. like, I have seen so many business owners abused by their accountants, it's absurd. But the business wow. owner just doesn't understand the numbers, they don't know what's going on and they just take everything the accountant has to say. You as a business owner should have certain minimum criteria criteria or second eyes on your money. Lots of right. embezzling happens to small business owners. They have someone, only one person, looking at what's going in and going out. you got to have that checks and balances because embezzlement is much more common than you think. And it is the dirty secret of entrepreneurs all across our nation. They don't talk about it out in the open, but if you bring it up, At the end of the conversation, they'll come to you and say, I didn't want to say anything, but me too. And they got me for $50,000 and I had no clue. You know, and, and then you feel like a fool. So again, you know, just looking at those gaps in skills and making sure no one person in the organization has a lot of power minimizes the risk to your organization and ensures the survival when and if. You know, tragedy strikes and you lose an employee unexpected. I think a lot of people don't think about the grief that takes place when there's loss of life in the workplace. Right. You know, and and now now you have to hire their replacement. Like, how good of a decision process are you going to have right then? You know, yeah, and, and how urgently on how do you have that? How long they
0: been hire. with you? It, oh it'd my be goodness! Like trying to replace a family member, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh,
1: many times, many times. Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
0: so that that's super tough, right? I was actually just in a in a small group um, uh, two weeks ago, and we were talking about this, and it was um, it was actually how uh, this problem of embezzling you were talking about um, how it happens even in nonprofits or oh uh, my in, in this Especially case, it, it was talking churches, about in churches, yeah. yeah. And how uh, like so many of the leaders or the lead pastors, they just they have no clue and how it's good to put these um, checks and balances in exactly what you're saying Yeah. Um, and and having multiple eyes look at it. But then also not only like this, this is definitely an extreme example of Mm -hmm. the importance of recruiting, of having um, a depth chart and cross training, like you said. But even, um, you know, I'm thinking bringing it to painting contractors, we may outsource our accountant. Mm. And at, at, at least at, um, at the audience that we're speaking to, we're looking at more of the, the micro business. They have right. maybe, uh, you know, five employees or right. less. Um, so that's kind of the, the audience that we're looking to. You know, they're going to outsource their accountant. But how good would it be to be able to cross train that you don't have like one guy that all he does is just roll and one guy that all he does is is just, you know, use the brush or use the sprayer to have have people at certain times to cross train. I think of it kind of like um, a depth chart when when you have a football team, you have backups and then for your Mm -hmm. key positions, you have a backup to the backup when it comes, you know, for football. You never want to put your, your punter out to throw the game-winning pass so you'd have two extra quarterbacks or something. And it's the same thing in our business, right? Absolutely. We should, we should be looking for that. And that that's where the recruiting comes from, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we can liken it a lot to sports.
1: Yeah. I, it's I mean it's team building, and I have plenty of clients that only want to hire people who've played sports because they kind of they have that culture ingrained in right. them that that it's more about what you do. They understand that what you do off the field affects your performance on the field, um, and right. that can be applied physically, spiritually, intellectually. You know, it's you're not going to rise to the occasion. You're going to. Stumble to the the least of your you know your your training. We like to yeah. think of ourselves as rising above in really hard situations, but honestly, it's not just the things that you practice. It's the things that you know. It's the things that you understand, and that you have language for. Because even today, kids these days they don't have language for what they're experiencing, and they don't have the ability to sit and communicate and disagree. Um, with management or coworkers or anything, because they just send text messages all day. So these are things right. that employers have to deal with and have to understand when they're building their team and creating their dynamics.
2: That,
0: that that's not something that I really think that thought about. You know, I think I think yours and my generation was the uh, in, introduction to yeah. the cell phones being to the masses yeah we but didn't back, have cell phones then, until
1: we were young adults right in our 20s right, or so right yeah. right
0: and and at that point we were paying for each message now uh, <laughs> now everybody's unlimited everything right and, you know they're sending one letter at a time um sending <laughs> it all out today's yeah. hieroglyphics i just hieroglyphics i can't. we're going back world. in time right uh, it's crazy but yeah that that's also something to to Uh, Definitely think about is is how you're reaching people and how Mm -hmm. how they're communicating. Right? If you want to catch a shark, you're not going to go to your the pool in the back with a fishing pole to try to catch a shark. You got to go where um, where they are. Right. Right. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Can you text applications if you're looking to hire young people? Can you text applications? you know, okay. links like that and QR codes. They don't want to go into some form fill that they can't complete on their phone. They're not getting out a, a, a PC to do an application. They want to do everything on their phone. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So even, even if, um, so for example, normally when I have somebody um, who asked or is inquiring, I send them to the website, to my website, and have them do a form fill there Um, Even if the site is mobile-friendly, you wouldn't
1: recommend that? I mean, as long as it's not too much. Remember, at the beginning of the relationship, you're just trying to capture their information. You can certainly have them do an application after you've had an initial conversation or something. You know, hey, let's connect, shoot me your resume, you can upload it here or whatever, and then we're going to have a conversation. And if it makes sense, then I'm going to put them through an application kind of process, yeah. you know, um, I want to respect their time just as much as, as they respect mine. They can do an application at any point, but it's not going to be my self-directed first step. Like go f- spend 25 minutes filling out this type fill form and then maybe I'll speak to you. Well,
0: right. no, let's well, have the, a five
1: minute conversation first. Right, the form fill
0: is just, uh, you know, name, phone number, email address, and then um, what, what what attracted to them.
1: Oh, well, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's not an application. That's, right. I'm talking about like a traditional federally mandated application. So the Department of Labor governs what applications are, what purpose that they serve. And that's why it's so annoying that, you know, it's not our fault that we have to get your resume and have you fill out the application. I understand that it's duplicate, but that's because of federal guidelines. An application is different than a resume submission or an online inquiry. The Department of Labor, you know, necessarily won't audit those things and and whatnot.
0: So what is the reasoning for the application from the federal level?
1: It is is an official request of, of employment. So if you're looking at affirmative action or discrimination, things like, wow, it looks like you get a pretty even mix of um, candidates from what different racial backgrounds apply for you, but you sure only ever hire one <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> type, you know. So what's going on here? Do we have, you know, some discrimination issues? And so they'll look at the ratio of what you're hiring, for instance.
0: These are things that like, I just, I never think about, uh, oh, it's terrifying. I'm just, I'm just looking for someone who's, who's got a smile and is, <laughs> is going to follow instructions. And that's really why I've always just pointed them to the website because if they can take, right. you know, two or three minutes out of their day and, and fill out the contact for, cause they always want to text you. Oh, Hey, I'll text you. Right. But when I feel like if, if I allow them to text me, like, right. hey, this is so and so, right? You know, we have boundaries
1: uh, and we have processes and systems, and if you want to be a part of this program, you have to set that standard very early sure. and make it make it feel like a funneled, you know, like a process, not you know, right?
0: Or like a professionalized business. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't mm-hmm. your, you know, the neighbor kid coming over, and you're like, right. oh, hey, you know, we're not chit chatting, uh, but <laughs> correct. But I've always felt like when. Uh, I've always felt like if they just text me their name, and -hmm. now I have their number automatically from that text, like they're putting it on me to communicate. But if you're a job seeker and you want the job, at Mm -hmm. least make a little bit of effort. You're on the website. Look around there a little bit. Maybe click the Instagram link, do something like that, and then fill out the form. So if they don't do any of that, then I know that they weren't really serious about it. Or even better they saw it and seeing the level of professionalism on the website and through all of these different categories, it scared them away. And now we we prevented anybody Mm -hmm. getting their time wasted. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not having a job is a job and there's work that goes into it and there's just no way around that.
0: Right. I
1: apologize. You know, I know it's frustrating as a job seeker to have to put in the same information over and over again. um, But that's, that's the process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you said that word of mouth is typically the best, uh, form of recruiting. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, I'm assuming that that's with, uh, with like your inner circle with the people that you communicate with, um, you know, on, on a regular basis, whether it's from, from your church, your school, Mm -hmm. um, friends and family, your neighbors, Mm -hmm. people like that. What yeah. are other areas um, that are like low cost solutions mm-hmm. for recruiting? You oh, know man. that are maybe not as successful, you know, the, the statistically, but can still prove beneficial.
1: Yeah, I've done really well partnering with our local career source program. They have two mm-hmm. different programs. One is called OJT and one is called an internship program. Um, my office manager that's with me now came in through the OJT program. She's someone that I knew I had her apply through this program. So it's not just people that are, you know, already instilled in the program that you can hire. You can direct candidates to go through this process. And um, she had worked for city government uh, for a really long time in her career. And she's a city commissioner who owns her own business. And so, um, but she, did, she really wanted some formalized training and wanted to get out of the government sector and work in the private sector. And she thought working for someone else would help her build her business well. Anyway, we've known okay. each other since high school. And so the Career Source Program pays 50% of her salary on my behalf wow. for six months. So I'm training her. I'm pouring into her. And every week I submit her time card and a, a form that I have to sign saying what she did and stuff like that. And the next week I get a check for half of her salary. Um, And so that's amazing. So if you're a new business owner that can't quite make that first hire or you're on that that hump, that can really help. The internship program, I have a recruiter here working for me. She came out of the financials industry. She wants to get out of banking, out of mortgages, and she was interested in recruitment. So they actually introduced me to her. And for three months, they have paid 100% of her salary on my behalf and I've been teaching her recruitment and training, and she's doing a great job, and she, because she's a full professional, she's worked in this high-level attention-to-detail, customer-facing atmosphere. She makes a wonderful recruiter. It's been amazing. So for three months, I've not had to pay a single dime, um, and I've been pouring a lot into her in training, so by the time she is onboarded permanently with our company, she's just up and running and making me money. So that's one yeah. way, right there, is through a career source program. Um, those are federal dollars that come down from our government. A lot of it's CARES Act money right now.
0: So is that uh, with with both of these um, individuals in your case, mm-hmm. or just in general? Is the yeah. goal to have them onboarded um, mm-hmm. at the end of these stints? Or that is, is typically,
1: the, typically the typically the goal, but a- it's not required. Okay. They can't say, "Well, okay. you work them, and then you have to hire them." You know, right. they, at the end, you can go, "Oh, well, you know, we tried, but just not the one," and, and everything. For the internship program, they actually are running the person through a staffing company, the local staffing company that won the contract with Career Source. That's who. That's how the whole funnel works. It's crazy. So she's technically a, works for a staffing company. And then the staffing okay. company is reimbursed by Career Source for running all the payroll and stuff. So lots
2: of money yeah, flowing I, around.
0: Because I could definitely people see. Don't think of. No, for sure, I could definitely see you know being a, a small micro business like mm-hmm. what I am. You know my my situation. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. it's just me right now on the tools every day and wearing all these different hats. Right. Um, but you know, being able to use a tool like that when I go to hire, um, uh, well, at least for the, um, for the OJT, for the on-the-job right. training, yeah. you know, hi- hiring somebody in like an overhead position, yeah. whether it's like a project manager or someone like that, that I can, that, that would definitely need more time to train mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, a standard apprentice painter before they're on their own. And yeah. it's not necessarily a production position. Um, it's more that overhead, and then the other thing with the internship, I, I think it just spurred on. Is is if if my model is set up um, well enough, bring mm-hmm. someone on who wants to open their own small business as a tradesman, um, then I can bring them on and teach them how to paint or you know or at least the more the business side, and then they can take that. Information and bring it on to their own company, or hopefully we wow them enough that they wind up staying on long term. I yeah. mean, honestly, that'd probably be the ultimate goal. Everybody wins, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that that'd be a pretty. That's a pretty good good thing. I I didn't think of that. Now yeah. you mentioned Career Source. I'm very familiar with Career Source here mm-hmm. in Central Florida. Um, is career source throughout the nation, or is that just a Florida? some
1: other states do have it? So it's not Florida only, um, but you can okay. also just check your federal funding. You know, your federal funding uh, areas and where that money is funneling to. You can look up CARES Act, um, economic development stimulus money, things like that, and and that money usually trickles down somewhere, um, state by right. state. So for us, it's it's our career source.
0: No, that's awesome. Orange well, that, County has definitely. some
1: huge grants right now. I've been landing um, contracts with the grant recipients to manage the um, reporting requirements of the grants. Pretty heavy reporting requirements, and that's it's kind of a administrative burden. So, um, right. and it scares a lot of business owners because they're like, ah, it's a lot. So we that's a service that we provide, and it's a lot. Oh. It's a lot, millions and millions of dollars in Orange County, Florida. Yeah,
0: because this isn't isn't just free money that they're throwing out and that there's not an expectation. Like Mm -hmm. the expectation is that you're going to bring someone on and that you're going to do your due diligence. Yeah, they got to make make sure sure it's not abuse, but sometimes,
1: you know. Correct. Yeah.
0: so Yeah, and and the compliance issue, just uh, again, back to, you know, with uh, uh, employee handbooks and the application Mm -hmm. process that we've Mm -hmm. touched on. Um, yeah. You know, compliance is definitely a big thing uh, yeah. when it comes to, to this. No, that's mm-hmm. that's all good information. Um, so we talked about, like, ways to find um, mm-hmm. employees and how employees are kind of – how they're looking. I mean, we, we could probably spend an hour and a half just talking about, you know, like, what type of work people are looking for. Um, right. and you know, what's really popular, uh, you know, it seems like everybody wants to be an influencer on social okay. media and yeah. just be a YouTube star like that's, right. but like, that's, that's still just a small segment of the, the U S population right now mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. really, truly want to do those things and, and have the, uh, the grit to, to pursue those things.
1: Yeah. So, I mean... We used to say we wanted to be astronauts when we grew up, and we knew the likeliness of that was probably slim to none. But, you know, now they're TikTok stars. So, and again, like you said, that's the 0.01% that ever really make any significant money off of it. It's, because it is.
0: Less than than 1% of uh, college athletes wind up going into professional sports and and become multimillionaires. You know, but like a, a great thing and people should be shouting this from the rooftop. Is I, I think it's like eighty-five percent of of plumbers are, are millionaires or something like that. Like it's oh, some, wow. some some crazy. I'll number have to tell like my that. husband that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like at, at some point, you, you know that there's there's a greater likelihood because it is in demand. There is oh, the 100%. skills gap, and and there is this resurgence of professionalism in the trades right yes so yes. it started off with the mechanical services with plumbing hvac um, mm-hmm. electrical it's mm-hmm. it's fed into garage doors, robotics plc
1: in- programming i mean yeah. the manufacturing industry is highly robotic at this point and those guys are making right. big money plc programmers uh industrial electricians make insane insane money so yeah. I talk a lot about that when I go to the high school so one thing I always encourage especially small business owners and tradesmen do is look look at your local high school programs and see what kind of specific programs that we have you know so if you're a restaurant Seminole High School has an amazing culinary program you should know the teacher that is teaching that program and once a year twice a year take an hour and go into that classroom and talk to those kids about your restaurant or better yet do a field trip to your restaurant and show them how a restaurant is done. Let them walk in. They will call you afterwards. Just the other day I was on Seminole High School campus, and this kid comes running up to me. He's like, hey, did you come and teach at um, Markham Woods Middle School and talk about jobs? And I was like, yeah, Little booger remembered me, like holy moly, and he saw (laughs) me again. So, I was like, call me when you're 18. (laughs) You know, he's my future employee. So, you know, and other other, uh, high schools have other programs, like an entrepreneurship program at Lake Howell that they have. Um, Seminole High also has uh, SciHi, which is very business and entrepreneurship driven. Um, you know, uh, the tech school that we have here in town in Sanford. Crooms Academy puts out some amazing techie kids that are um, so good at marketing and website design and stuff like that. So you should know those teachers and and go into those classrooms and teach those kids every single year because that's your funnel. That's your employment base at the end of the day. So get them while they are young, capture their interest, show them your success. They want to see that stuff. You know, whether yeah. you're a woman in business and little girls are dreaming about that, or whether these little boys need, need a good male role model that's just making an honest living by busting his knuckles every now and again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where um, Are you still seeing a large push towards um, college? when it comes to that, or is there? (laughs) Well,
1: as long as college is a profit center, there will always be people in powerful positions that makes college seem important. Um, I am very pro-trades myself. Of course, there's still pressures in certain areas, right? Because for some things, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, of course, you have to go to college. But if you want to be a millionaire, college isn't necessary. Um, So I think there's a wider acceptance and respect for the trades but I don't see the the push lightening at, at all. But what I can say is the generation now that is going into college, you gotta remember, right? So their parents are in their 40s, maybe early 50s, and so think of what generation that was, and then if they're not the oldest sibling in the house, they've seen some some uh, siblings go and get some massive debt, and they're sitting there in seventy five, a $100,000 of college debt, right. and they're going, not me. I'm not doing that. And yeah. a lot of them are pushing towards entrepreneurship. It's an entrepreneurship of many things, not just the trades, but they don't want to be right. stuck to the man. They want to be in charge of their time. it's They don't care about the money anymore. It's about the time and the freedom that they want.
2: Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you.
0: So what, um, we're, we're talking about what the the job seekers are looking for, what the, this next generation is looking for. Mm-hmm. How, what things should an employer, let's say, for example, like me, uh, what mm-hmm. should I be doing in order to attract these people? Because I think a lot of yeah. times the conversation is had, um, and you, you hear, oh, there's no good people out there. There's no good people out there. Yeah. But shouldn't shouldn't the people who are saying that is like, I'm not a good employer. I'm not a good enough employer, right? right? Like, there's no right. good. Employers they can't answer out the question there, why they should be chosen. Mm-hmm. correct? Like, oh, mm-hmm. like because it's a privilege to come work for me, and you're gonna make the same, like a dollar more an right. hour than you would, right. You know, at McDonald's or something like that, like. It, like, this is a trade. Like, how do we get, how do we demonstrate more what this is more than just a check, right? Because if yeah. it's just about getting a check, um, and th- then that's that's not, then, there,
1: then you're monetized, and it. that's that's not competitive. Yeah. Monetized things yeah. aren't competitive, yeah, like that. So, so I think, I think knowing what your why is. I mean, Simon Sinek has such a good TED Talks on knowing what your why is and communicating that to your employees and to your brand. And as a part of your brand, talking about how much you love and appreciate your employees. Stop just talking about your customers all the time. We appreciate our customers. Our customers are loyal. Our customers are happy. Show me your employee review. Show me your 360 analysis. Show me your accountability as a leader. Show me how your on the line for your employees every day and ensuring that they need what they need to perform as a whole person, you know. So if you can't answer those questions and you need to go back to the drawing board and ask yourself again, why am I in business and do I want employees? Because they're not tools, you know. They're they're more than that, and you really need to do a heart. Because you can you can do it other ways. You don't have to have employees to have a large business. You can lean into technology. You can lean into contractors. You know, kind of relationships. you know, and there's places in the markets for those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. I mean, if the, today's kids want to want to have their own business, well, create a micro business entrepreneurship plan through employment with your company. Allow them, teach them how to build up a book of business, and then they can earn them their way out of it and and take it with them down the road. And right. let them go. Be the business that builds businesses through solid employment. You though know, it's golden handcuffs. If you own a, you know, a, a painting business and it's just you, bring them in, train them up. Maybe they'll stay. Maybe they won't. Um, and right. then they can take that and buy back that book of business from you. You know, if you got a solid sales development plan and you're really good at recruiting the best people, then see what works for everybody because let me tell you there's enough houses and and buildings for everyone's Paint to go oh, around; it spreads the sure. <laughs> so, for sure,
0: we we have talked about that in the painting industry yeah. for for yeah. for a, a have a solid
1: non solicitation plan. Yeah. I really don't believe in non competes that are very broad brushed, but don't touch my customers. You know, my right. existing customers, and so with solid contracts and things like that, you can protect your intellectual knowledge and stuff. Or it can just be a part of your brand. Maybe you franchise. Franchise it out. Or maybe you have, you know, licensing agreements and, and, um, and you, I know of a cleaning company in town. They've got a really fascinating model. They um, create micro business owners with their own cleaning companies. So they do all the business development and then sell them the little accounts and then they pay commissions on the accounts that are sold by the umbrella company. And so they have a unit themselves, but then they're making micro units and just they're really good at business development because what they found was a lot of people in the house cleaning, or they're in business cleaning, not house cleaning, in the janitorial industry were really good at their jobs, but they were really bad at business development. So that's the model that they created and it's beautiful. Why can't you do that in the painting world?
0: No, that, that's a fantastic idea. That, that I mean, And a right. lot
1: of their employees see the model, they watch it work, and then they buy their own book of business. So now you've just turned an employee that was making you money into a paying um, revenue stream for you that you no longer have to supervise and, and deal with as much. <laughs> correct, correct. Because, I mean, there's two sides to that, right?
0: There's uh, your you're training and educating them to go off on their own. So now you have uh, – that they're not as much of a profit center for you because they're not working directly for you. But they're also So you're not touching
1: them. Plug and play.
0: But correct. There's there's very little liability on that aspect. But then the other thing too is what if they go through the whole thing and realize, hey, going out on my own is not for me. Now you've just... You know, initiated somebody into your culture exactly. You you wind up earning them back, and they could be you know they just stay on with you long term. You know, Mm -hmm. because I think, I think one of the biggest issues with the painting industry, um, specifically because it is so heavily segmented, is that the the career path is typically apprentice, painter, business owner. Like, there's no steps in between. Right. So, like, if that's the progression and people, they want to see, like, hey, what is my career path? What are we working right. towards? Oh, hey, like, your career path is you're going to be doing this, uh, you know, for the rest of your life. And you're going to own your own business and be pulling out your hair and complaining that there's no good people. Or right. we can start thinking about these things long term and right. – and, creating uh, cultures right uh, and and creating a creating employees
2: to
1: their... creating yeah. employees that understand the whole business not just this is my paycheck and these are my job duties what if all your employees were sold out for profit margins and not yeah. just and they understood what the cost of materials was and they understood what waste how that impacted the bottom line of the company right. they're just better employees if you're training them up in the business well.
2: Does your business need more reviews? NiceJob can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today.
0: It's, it's pay for performance is mm-hmm. is the model that you're talking about hundred mm-hmm. percent but but all, the only way that they can know know how to win the game is they have to know the score in the game too right right and a so lot you got to show them the numbers. Afraid. Exactly. A lot of people are afraid to show them, show their books, to show the numbers, right. because, oh, if they see how much money I'm taking home, then they're going to want to leave. But what they don't understand or what we're failing to communicate is that we don't get to take all of that home. There's a little right. man and his name is Uncle Sam, and right. he wants a big portion of that kind of stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, there's there's other stuff that that goes beyond it. You know, you're you're charging sixty five dollars an hour, which is a. Uh, Well, well thought of as like the industry average for Mm -hmm. a painting contractor and we're paying Mm -hmm. our guys 18 bucks an hour
1: Oh, look at all that money you're making in the middle
0: Auto insurance
1: car. note, you know Benefits yeah, it all comes out of that
0: (laughs) For sure for sure. No, this is this is super cool. Um, I think I think we've definitely um, Just Brain, this, this was like a brain melt. This wasn't even an interview of just like some great resources uh, talking about like word of mouth, finding a local, um, uh, uh, in our area, it's called Career Source, but a local career development um, agency that is funded through the government to help support um, or help finance, essentially. Economic development. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, economic development. Um, to help finance some of these first new hires as you're trying to uh, grow um, and, and get those first hires, because I've been finding that that's that's been the hardest part, you know. And it's not even the 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 number part; it's mm-hmm. the it's like the chicken or the egg, right? Do I sell yeah. enough jobs to like book myself out, and then I hire somebody, and Scared. then I shrink it, and like I don't want to have this yo yo? Like, how do you get? It's like jumping on a moving treadmill. You mm-hmm. gotta time it right, otherwise you're gonna fall on your face, and mm-hmm. and, and that's um, that's one of the things that I've um, been struggling with. But no, that was very good. Um, knowing what your why is, um, you know, referencing Simon Sinek, um, which yes, he does have some great TED talks, and he's got a couple good books out there yes. too. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, this, this was just a wealth of knowledge, and I think um, there are some great uh, nuggets here. Um, Don, so are you? You're based here in Central Florida. Do you only yeah. work with Central Florida-based companies?
1: No, we work all over the nation. And I actually just came back from Honduras, where I was doing a speaking tour um, all through the country um, on on recruitment and entrepreneurship, and spoke on something that a little well that's little known called parentification and the impact that that has on the workforce because childhood trauma and neglect doesn't leave you when you clock into work. So a lot of that right. stuff leads into the workplace. And so we kind of talked about uh, that when I was in Honduras. So it was a lot of fun. So we work okay. all over the nation.
0: Okay. So if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, can you give uh, some of your contact information, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they have some questions about uh, recruitment, um, the parentification that you were just speaking about, or want to um, talk to you about your uh, some of the services that you offer. And, and please feel free to, to mention some of those services.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, our website is simplythebest.com. That's my last name proper, S-I-P is in Peter, L-E-Y, thebest.com. I do a lot more public speaking than I've ever done. I'm uh, about to uh, tomorrow. I'm speaking for Marriott, which is really exciting uh, for a public speaker oh, wow. to get that under their belt and earn the trust of Marriott is a really big deal. So I'm excited about that. Just talking to another company that's looking to fly me out to Denver, Colorado, for a, a speaking engagement. So I'm really into that right now. I love taking stage, just being an inspiration to folks. I've had my own entrepreneurship journeys. I've had a colorful background and. And um, I always have a good time on stage, and I and I really believe that that it impacts change. Um, so uh, we can give guidance on recruitment strategies. We can do compliance um, issues. Uh, we can assist in exit interviews. If you're having a really high turnover and you just don't know why people are leaving, um, we okay. can conduct exit interviews and. Re- provide um, reporting back, we do investigations. It's probably one of my favorite things to do, sexual harassment okay. investigations and right. stuff like that. So just right. a bunch of weird HR stuff. If there's humans, there's gonna be issues.
0: Yeah, for sure, because if it wasn't for humans, every company would yeah. be perfect, right? <laughs> right. That's what I always say.
1: it wasn't uh, for the people, my job would be easy in human exactly. resources.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just take out the human. Uh, right. No, that's 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 awesome, uh, Don. You've been a wealth of knowledge. Um, I really appreciate everything you share. We're we're gonna have to get you uh, back on because you definitely brought up yeah. some things um, as I'm looking to, uh, or as other business owners are looking to uh, bring on their first hire mm-hmm. or um, get back into compliance if, they, yeah. if they've never been in compliance. Uh, definitely brought up some things that that we need to look at, and um, also like thinking further down the line, um, you know, talking about like fractional HR, uh, what Mm -hmm. that looks like and, and, and Mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, uh, you're, you're more than welcome anytime on the podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Christian. It's been fun.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a good day.